You know what's interesting? Is the Buffalo Bills, because the Kansas City Chiefs brought it up and wanted it to be yep. changed. And the league Correct. denied it. And you know who voted yep. against it? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Karma remains undefeated. Jay. Karma remains undefeated. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another version of the Chop Shop. Trey Wingo here with Mark Schlereth. And Mark, you and I have watched a lot of football. A lot of football together. You played football. I've watched yeah. football before you and I started working together. Watched it a lot since uh, we parted ways for a while, but we're back together. That was the single greatest weekend of football, playoff football I've ever seen, and I don't think it's even close. <laughs> you know, you always start to kind of tamper down the recency right. bias. You know, you're like, well, wait a minute. Let me think back. I can't think of a more exhausting weekend of football. I felt like I played, <laughs> except for the fact that I didn't get the crap beat out of yeah. me. I mean, it, it did. Like, on Sunday night, after that overtime victory by the Chiefs, I was, like, completely spent. And yet, you know what? I have this ability to lay my head on a pillow anywhere yes. I am, and I'm asleep within 30 Correct. seconds. I I was up. I was up for, like, an hour after after that game ended, I just couldn't. I was so energized by what went on and thinking about the whole weekend. It was the best weekend I can ever remember watching. Yeah, before we start breaking down the games, we need to just sort of lay out why this was the case. But let's just sort of in, in, in its entirety, let's understand what we saw. We potentially, potentially saw Aaron Rodgers' last game in Green Bay. We potentially saw the last game of Tom Brady's career. All four games, Mark, the game-winning points were scored on the final play of the game. Three kicks in regulation and the overtime touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Three road teams won. We were 13 seconds away from the first time all four road teams would win in the divisional round. And these are the stats on the teams that won. This is, this is the insane part. The team that gave up an NFL-tying nine postseason sacks in one game, the Bengals, they won. The 49ers went to Lambeau and did not score an offensive touchdown. They won. The Rams lost four fumbles on the road to the Bucks and Tom Brady, and they won. And the Chiefs allowed the Bills' Gabriel Davis to become the first wide receiver in NFL postseason history with four touchdowns in a game. Not Jerry Rice, not Larry Fitzgerald, not Tara Lowens, not Randy Moss, Gabriel Davis, and the Chiefs won. That's how crazy it was. Yeah, absolutely remarkable. You know, I'm watching that Tennessee game, and I just did a uh, reunion, a Zoom reunion, with the, the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl Twenty Six Washington Redskins. So it was Joe Gibbs and Charlie Cashley, and there's about 20 players on this. 37-24, the final score, by and, the way, Mark Rippon, the MVP. Yes, Rippon was on the Zoom call, and... Anyhow, it was it was so much fun to reminisce, but Joe Gibbs brought it up. He goes, nine, nine sacks? How do you win a game giving up nine sacks? He goes, uh, he goes, in 1991, that team that we had with the Hogs gave up nine total sacks in 19 <laughs> games. 19 games we gave up That's nine ridiculous. sacks. And you know Rippon couldn't yeah. move. I mean, Rippon couldn't run. Or nine sacks in yeah. one game. Uh, it's it's just it's just Gosh. nuts. Okay, so let's let's go in reverse order because I think for a generation of fans here, Mark, the Chiefs-Bills game is going to go down as the greatest game most people say they've ever seen. You know, much the 58 NFL yeah. title game between the Colts and the Giants, the first overtime game. 
uh, the, the ice bowl of the sixties, um, you know, the sea of hands catch, uh, game in the seventies, the dolphins chargers game in the eighties that went to overtime and Kellen Winslow blocked the field goal and it had to be dragged off the field. I mean, that's, that's the kind of lore this game is going to have. You know that I don't believe wins and losses are a quarterback stat, right? You know that about me. So whenever someone says wins and losses are going to be a quarterback stat, my question will be, well, what the hell did Josh Allen have to do to secure the win? Because twice in the final two minutes, he drove them right down the field and gave them a lead with a touchdown pass. And yet he's getting an L for that game? Get the bleep Mm. out of here. That was one of the greatest shootouts in the history of the sport. Well, what Josh Allen should have done is instead of sitting on the bench exhausted from his exploits of the football game, he should have walked up to Sean McDermott and go, you know, we have to go mortar kick here, mortar kick. We cannot squib it, we can't pooch it, and we can't kick it out of the end zone. Like, you know, that final 13 seconds, to me, it's so costly to learn this valuable lesson. Well, you can't celebrate your victory. Like, the, the one thing you have to do, because if you if you pooch kick yeah. that thing to about the 25, you just fair catch yeah. it. No time comes off Correct. the clock. If you squib it, one of your up men can get it, take a knee, yeah. boom. It like No time relatively gets off right. the clock. You've got to mortar kick that thing between the, you know, usually between the eight and the three yard line. You have to make them return it. And even if you, like, you give up a normal return, five seconds Correct. come off the clock. Even if you give up a big return to the, to the 50, Eight seconds come off the clock. You have one yeah. play. That that's what you have. I, like it was such click, kicking out of the end zone. I was screaming at the TV. What are you doing? Now still thirteen seconds left, and you go forty four yards in ten seconds to call timeout. The forty nine yard field goal is is unbelievable. But that was a colossal, just a colossal mistake by the coaching yeah. staff um, on and the execution of those Listen, plays. The thing that they had many options available to them and they took the one that cost, that could have cost them the game. Cause even if you said, let's say the, the mortar kick or they, or they, they fair catch it at the eight yard line, right? They're at the eight yard line. That's 17 yards. So, yes. so now yeah. we're talking about a, a right. 64 yard field goal, not a 50, a 47 yard right. field goal. Like everything they did in 13 seconds was wrong. And it's remarkable that you could lose a game in 13 seconds. I don't know if you've seen the inside the NFL clip that's out there now, but basically Kelsey orchestrated that drive. Like on the first play, he told Tyreek, he said, hey, 10, 10, listen, I'll run interference for you. You line up behind me, I'll run interference. And that's why they got like 15, 17 yards on on the first play. And then in the next play, he must've been mic'd up for the game. Kelsey says to Patrick, hey, if they give me that look, the seam is open. And then you hear him line up because they called a different play. And Kelsey looks over Mahomes and you hear Mahomes say, Kels, do it, do it, do it. So you watch the play. Mahomes subtly shifts to his right to draw the safety over. Uh, Kelsey does a little break to the left and then comes right back up the middle. Boom, another 17 yards and they're in field goal range. It was remarkable. Yeah. I, I tell you, it's what I one of the things I love about football is – Great coaching staffs prepare you for the things that you don't get necessarily, right? It's like you have prepared. It's all those little things. It's all the that's all the detailed parts. You know, our our colleague Herm Edwards for years, you say, got to sweep yeah. the corners, got to sweep the corners. And it's the teams that prepare you. You talk about those things. You talk about the little things. You talk about all the things that might happen. It becomes ingrained in you. It's situational football. It's intelligence. It's like, 
There are so many times during the course of a game that you get a look that you were unprepared for. You get a look that you didn't go over. But you've gone over things so many times in the past, you're like, ah, you know what, let's do this. And to see smart players make those adjustments, that's the difference between winning and losing. That's the difference between making things happen and wondering what happened. Yeah. And uh, the Bills are sitting at home wondering what happened, and the Chiefs are on making things happen. And I, I listen, you know how I feel about this, but I'm going to stand on my soapbox for a minute. The next time someone tells me Patrick Mahomes isn't this or is overrated, dude, I am just, I'm shutting you off, bro. Like, Josh Allen played a great game. He was phenomenal, but he played yeah. it against an average to maybe slightly below average defense. The Bills brought in, Mark, the number one total defense, the number one scoring defense, the number one passing defense in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes said, so, and just eviscerate. Like that touchdown right. throw to Byron Pringle that put him up 14 to 7, nothing went right on that play. Nothing went right. He rolls to his right. There are two defenders in his face. He pulls a one, he scrambles around, resets his feet with two defenders about to level him and launches a perfect throw to Byron Pringle, who was very well covered to a spot only he could get it. I'm sorry. Like, you you don't get to make that discussion. with you You are immediately disqualified if you are not recognizing what you're seeing from this guy. Here's the amazing thing to me. More than anything else, the guy, is he the greatest athlete at quarterback? No, not close. But he's a really above average. He had more rushing yards in that game than Josh Allen. Last weekend, he had the most passing yards, the most passing, uh, the the most rushing yards of all the playoff participants. The most passing yards, the most rushing yards. I think he had the most touchdowns as well. I don't, I mean, the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, But here's what I'll tell you is for a guy that has the ability to scramble around like he has the ability his awareness in the pocket, his subtle movement in the pocket to stay yeah. in the pocket and deliver, uh, he was he was out of this world, man. He was it was so special watching him, man. It was so much fun. That was a great. It play. was. And speaking of uh, managing the pocket, you got to give Joe Burrow all the credit in the world. Like you get sacked, like and again, you know this as an offensive lineman. Not all those sacks were on the O line. Some of them were on Joe. He's got to get rid of it. But he's still a young quarterback. He's learning. But to take nine sacks and countless more hits and to deliver the one throw, the one throw they needed to get Evan McPherson in field goal range. I thought to me, like the difference in that game was the Bengals had Joe Burrow and the Titans had Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's first pass of the game was intercepted. His first pass of the second half was intercepted, although that was just a great play by Mike Hilton. I mean, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. The the other guy made a better play than you. And Mike Hilton's interception was off the charts good. And then when they're trying to, run down the clock and get the game-winning points, tip ball, but he forced it in there, intercepted. What does Joe Burrow do? Come right back. They run a perfect route to the sidelines, uh, uh, behind the corner, in front of the safety, perfect throw, leads him out of bounds, and that leads to the game-winning field goal. Joe Burrow is very much a dude in the NFL, and you got to have a dude if you have a chance. Yeah, there there is no question. To take the beating that he took and to still stand in the pocket and deliver – at nothing but the utmost respect for Joe Burrow. As I said after the game, that dude is all balls. He just is straight up all balls. And it's it's amazing that you can play that way. You know, on the on the reverse side of that, forget about Tannehill. You get Derrick Henry back, and 
I, I get I get what you're doing, but I'm like, you get the workhorse back, King Henry back, and we're going to trick you by running play action right off the bat. Man, I want to give you a mouthful of yeah. Rydell. I just hated the call. Yeah. I was like, give it to you. Give it to you straight, no chaser, right. three or four totally times agree. before we get into the play action instead of trying to trick you into something. I thought it was a bad – it set the tone poorly right off the bat. And by the way, you know who took it on the chin also this hmm. weekend? Analytics took yep. it on the chin this weekend. Because you kick that extra point. If you're Mike Brabel, you kick the extra point on your first touchdown. And instead of trying to go get a field goal with a 16-16 tie, you got a 17-16 lead, and you're just eating up clock. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing I always say, analytics has never made a tackle or thrown a block, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, and that remains Well, it's true. funny you say that, and we'll just touch on this briefly because I saw your Twitter rant. Um, Damian Woody had a great thing about the coin flip. A coin flip doesn't block rusher tackle either. Um, and you, we, we, can have, we can have the discussion about the overtime rule, and I'm willing to have that discussion. But the only reason it got to overtime is because the Bills botched the 13 seconds so poorly. And if they hadn't botched the 13 seconds, they wouldn't have found themselves in that predicament anyway. Right. Elias Sports Bureau came out with something I thought was really interesting. 163 overtime games since the rule changed yeah. to, you know, it's sudden death only if you score a touchdown, Correct. right? You know how many times – you know how many times it's ended on the first possession with the like touchdown 35. of the 163? Yeah, like yeah. 35. It's 21.5%. Yeah. So you're telling me, so 78.5% of the time it doesn't yeah. end on the first yeah. possession. And I, you know, and everybody crying about a coin flip cost us the game. No, yeah. it didn't. No, your defense pissing down its leg cost yeah. you the game. That's what cost Listen, I have to be honest about this because I'm I'm a big believer in being consistent. When the 2018 AFC game, championship game played out and the coin flip and Brady got it, marched down the field of Kansas City, I felt like I was denied the opportunity to see Patrick Mahomes respond. And I, I think I thought the rule should be changed. So I have to be I have to be honest and I have to be consistent and say I would still like the rule to be changed, but that's not why the Bills lost. You're fine. That doesn't bother me that there there are people that, that think that way. You know what's interesting is the Buffalo Bills, because the Kansas City Chiefs brought it up and wanted it to be yep. changed. And the league Correct. denied it. And you know who voted against it? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Karma remains undefeated. Jay. Karma remains right. undefeated. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. All right. So, we, so we're, we're, we're uh, set up. You, you get yeah. what you vote We're for. set up now. AFC Championship game. Youngest, probably the best young skill set talent in the NFL, Burrow, Mixon, mm. Jamar Chase. They played a few weeks ago. They go to Kansas City. Uh, Bengals beat them last time. I do not see that happening again, and let me explain why. And I'd love to get your take on it. Uh, in that game in Cincinnati, the Chiefs at one point were up 14 to nothing, 21 to 7, and 28 to 17. Then they had a kick return for a score right before the half, called back because of a hold. Right after that, Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill for a, a long pass that would have put him inside the 10 yard line. He dropped that one. Then they played a sloppy second half, and Jamar Chase had a record setting day. I don't see that happening again. And the Chiefs are different at home. And I'd love to – you got to tell your story about this because Joe Burrow said this. He said, you know, all the SEC stadiums are louder than NFL stadiums. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, that ain't Arrowhead, bro. Arrowhead is going to be a problem. Tell them your story about the first half of the playoff game you played there. Well, we played there in uh, 97 playoffs, 98 uh, divisional round. And first off, you have to understand, you know, there's, there's – obviously there's, what, 70,000 people or whatever, yeah. right? But they're not SEC stadiums. They're not expansive 100,000-seat right. stadiums. 
the, in, in Arrowhead, the fans, like you're sitting on the bench and back where my helmets yeah. are, eight feet behind me, that's where the yeah. fans are. And they're about six feet over your head. And they're just, I mean, they're leaning over the top, like in your huddle yeah. on the bench going, you know, dog cussing you, number one. But so when, when the quarterback always goes, like they, they'll get under the center, they'll go, they'll look one side and they'll go like blue AD. And then they'll go to the other side and you can't hear yeah. anything. Once he turns his head the other way. So you can't hear. So I'm sitting in my stance and I'm looking like like this. Cause I'm trying to catch Elway's voice, yeah. right? I'm trying to catch his. And so he goes the other way and he never turns his head back and he snaps it. And I I got just absolutely ear hole. Dan Williams. And wham. And I'm just like scrambling. <laughs> first play of the game. Trying to get him under control. We got like a short five-step drop balls out. Um, you know, he doesn't hit Elway, yeah. but he pushes me right yeah. back in Elway. And I am like, Lord have mercy. So now the one advantage you have as an offensive lineman is snap count. And it's completely taken away from you in Arrowhead. It, it is the toughest place in the world that I've ever played a football game. No questions asked. It's it's. I guarantee you, with how bad that Bengals offensive line is, we're going to have at least three false starts, probably a couple holds, and potentially a turnover. Like, remember when the Cowboys went there for the first time? And they had never experienced Arrowhead. Mm -hmm. And they just, to use your phrase, they pissed down their leg for the first half because they could not handle that that crowd noise. So, Joey, I love you. And you're right 99% of the time. You ain't right about Arrowhead. And you're going to find out that uh, on Championship Sunday. By the way, first time in NFL history, one team has hosted the AFC Championship or the uh, Conference Championship four times in a row. The Steelers of the 70s never did it. The Cowboys of the 70s. Or the 90s never did it. The Niners of the 80s never did it. Um, the Patriots of the aughts never hosted four straight conference championship games. Really? What now? The Buffalo Bills had to go on the go road. On the road to go to four straight. One uh, one of those games. Wow. One of those games was in Miami. Uh, I think two of them were on the road, and one of them was in Miami. We've never. It's never been this way before. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes is 26. He's played in as many conference championship games as a bunch of Hall of Famers already, and he's 26 years old. Just. It ain't changing. Yeah, it's frightening how good he is and how good they are. All right, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll talk about the other games on the NFC side and what we might not see ever again. That's next on this edition of The Chop Shop. Hey, everybody, here's a peek of what you can learn by watching Trey's Trends each week on Caesar Sportsbook social media and YouTube channels. We're coming off what many will believe as the greatest single weekend of games in NFL playoff history. And it was indeed a story. There's no way around it. This was the first divisional round ever featuring a game-winning score on the final play of all four games. For just the third time in divisional history, three road teams won, and we came within 13 seconds of the first time that all four road division teams would have won. Now, the Chiefs became the first team ever to host four conference championships and it just so happens to be the first four years as Patrick Mahomes has been the club's full-time starter. It's not a coincidence. At Arrowhead in his postseason, Mahomes has thrown 23 touchdown passes against one interception, and the Chiefs have gone 7-1 and one in those eight home playoff games. The Bengals, who are getting seven points, though, are no pushovers. They're 4-2 straight up and 5-1 and one against the spread as Road Dogs this season and knocked off the Chiefs 34-31 in Week 17, their only post-Halloween loss. The Rams are four-point home favorites this weekend against the 49ers, despite losing six straight games to their division rivals. L.A. was favored in five of those six meetings, by the way. The 49ers have thrived as underdogs as well, going 12-7 straight up and 14-5 against the spread in their last 19 games, including playoffs, when getting points. 
So here's what you need to do. Find more of Trey's Trends at Caesar Sports on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube with new episodes dropping every Friday. 21 or older, 18 or older in D.C. must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. If you, you know, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can't be ex- If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, call or text TN Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Copyright 2002, Caesars Entertainment. Gambling problem in New York? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. Right, back to the Chop Shop, Trey Wingo here in Mark Schlereth. So, I, you know, Mark, we might have we might have witnessed the end of two first ballot Hall of Fame careers on on uh, the NFC side with Tom Brady bowing out and also Green Bay bowing out. Where do you want to start first with Aaron Rodgers? Where do you want to start first? Uh, let's go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, here's my takeaway: the Green Bay Packers have had Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback since 2008. Since 2008, correct. During that time frame, in any given year. Aaron Rodgers was no worse than the fourth best player in football, right? Most years, he's one or two. A couple years, three. A couple years, he might have been four, right? Yeah. That's, that's a fair assessment, right? So you're telling me, guy's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, back-to-back MVP. You made it to one Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. One. With that guy as your starting quarterback? That is an organizational failure of the highest magnitude. And I say organizational failure because I'm not excluding Aaron Rodgers. Outside of the first drive... He played like I've seen him play before in postseason games. Last year in the NFC Championship game, couldn't find a way to beat Tom Brady at home at Lambeau. 2011, number one seed after they'd won Super Bowl 45. uh, Have the bye, take a game off, a week off, and then play sloppy against the Giants. The Packers organization should be rightfully ridiculed for not figuring it out, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't played like Aaron Rodgers a lot in postseason games. And that's on him as much as it is on Green Bay. 100%. I've always, I always look at them as the dynasty that never was. I mean, that, is per- that is perfect, by the way. I'm stealing that for one of my Facebook page rights, but thank you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. They're the dynasty that never was. They, they should have multiple Super Bowl championships. And you're right, from an organizational standpoint, whether – you know, you want to look at the, the Mike McCarthy years or right now the LaFleur years. I mean, they've won 13 games plus uh, the last three seasons, and they can't get it done in playoff time. And, and that first drive was like a hot knife through butter, man. It was so easy. And part of that is, you know, maybe your just your overall kind of going to Devontae Adams all the time, your overall kind of uh, reliance on Devontae Adams and not spreading the wealth and not getting that done. Right. Part of that's on Aaron Rodgers. Part of that's on 
not scheming it up and, and allowing that to happen. So, um, you know, and, and I, I'll tell you this, too. When it comes to football, you know, and, and I've goofed around with uh, the whole overtime right. rule, but I have I've been I've been involved in this game for 34 years as a player and as an analyst. Um, I've never one time and I talk to coaches every single week, heard a coach say it's about one phase of the yep. game. As cliche as it is, it is about all three phases. And the Green Bay Packers were awful in special teams all the worst, ball. the absolute worst. And 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 eventually, man, that stuff's going to come back to bite you. You never fixed it. You, you dealt with it. Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the team covered those warts. And guess what? You you played against the San Francisco team where you couldn't cover those yep. warts. And it's it's a shame. Um you know, it's a shame if you're a Packer fan, but boy, I tell you what, man, just a just a disappointing performance. And you mentioned it. The Niners won a game where they didn't score an offensive touchdown. And by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo tried to throw it. Thank to you. Four I, times. I, I had a, tried I had been to. in a battle with a couple of people on this. They, they, they said, Darius Butler, who I love and respect, okay, has a great man-to-man podcast uh-huh. with Antoine Bethay. He's like, man, I don't get this Jimmy G slander. He played great. I'm like, bro. What are you talking about? He threw that critical interception uh, at, at right before the half where they needed points, and they didn't get any there. Yeah. He should have thrown at least five more. Like, he should have thrown at least five more interceptions in the game. Now, he made some throws like George Kittle dropped one and a couple of players dropped one. But don't tell me, like, he, was, he played well. He played just well enough not to lose the game. That's all it was. Dude, let, me, let me just tell you this about Jimmy Garoppolo. If you have an average amount of throws – 24 to 30 throws. He's going to throw it to the other team three times. It's just a matter of if you catch it or not. Yeah. I mean, that, like, Jimmy G, Jimmy G has that propensity in him. And I tell you what, he'll make great throws too. That dude can spin yep. it like just about nobody. I mean, he can, he'll make, uh, he'll make throws that will just absolutely wow you. And then he'll be under duress and he'll throw one out to the flat like he did three Crazy. times. Like, if the DB is even yep. looking, it's a pick Correct. six. If he's even looking, He's just looking to hit somebody. Uh, yeah, so I, I get a little nervous when it comes to Jimmy G and, uh, and you know, like I said, his his ability to throw it to the other team. Well, field. not only that, let's take it one step further. Um, we just talked about Mahomes, right? Mahomes, with Mahomes under center, you know what the Chiefs' record is at Arrowhead Stadium? In the, in the post, no. seven and one. The only loss, seven that 2018 one. AFC Championship game where D Ford lined up off sides. So the only thing that can stop the Chiefs in the postseason at Arrowhead is his then current teammate, D Ford, negating the Tom Brady interception right. that sealed it. The Packers' record in their last 14 playoff games at Lambeau Field, 7-7. Seven and 7-7. Seven. Seven and seven. Don't tell me you love Lambeau Field. Don't tell me the frozen tundra is all. You guys are 500 in the postseason at your place. That's, again, right. organizational failure across the board. Right. Across the board. Seven and seven and seven, seven, and seven. with one of the greatest quarterbacks yep. I have ever watched, I have ever witnessed, maybe the greatest off platform thrower yep. I've ever witnessed, and you're seven and seven. Yep. There you it's go. Unacceptable. And let me just all say, all hail Robbie Gold. Like I Robbie's a friend of mine. By the way, he's coming up on a future episode of Half Forgotten History. Couldn't time that any better. Um and, you know, we, tack, we, we text all the time. So I, I put out an appreciation post before, uh, before the, the, uh, the game that he's never missed a kick in his career. We're like, oh, you jinxed him. You jinxed him. 
No, that dude is unjinxable. Right. Like, did you did you see the sound after the game when he, he got the ball? He's like, hell yeah, that feels good. And he goes, f the Packers. Like, Robbie is here for it, man. So he's still part of Bear. I think right. he's still part of Bear from all those times. Sure. He has not missed a kick, not one in the postseason. That, like you said, three phases. The Niners won two of those phases. Yeah, there's there is zero question about it. Robbie Gold, uh, like you said. Just a great guy and um, so much fun. And so, they've been doing it for so long. And what a remarkable, like, that's the kind of thing that you look at and you go, okay, who has the opportunity? Because you know how hard it is to get in to the Hall of Fame as a yep. kicker, right? You start looking at things like that and say, whoa, wait a minute yep. now. Never missed a postseason yep. kick. Um, pretty impressive. There's only two full-time kickers in the Hall of Fame. Jan Stenerud and Morton Anderson. That's it. Um, and then you have the... The Bucks debacle, for lack of a better term, against the Rams. Look, I don't know how you lose four fumbles on the road to Tom Brady and win, but that's what happened. Um, and it's funny. I was texting with someone, and they're like, oh, Brady looks terrible. This is going to be a blowout. The Bucks look awful. I'm like, no, Tom Brady doesn't get blown out. That just doesn't happen. And then when all the crazy shit happened, you know, the Cooper Cup fumble, Cam Akers fumbles at the goal line, he fumbles again, uh, the shotgun snap that goes past Matthew Stafford and everything happens, and people are like, how is this happening? This is crazy. I'm like, it isn't crazy. This is what happens every time Tom Brady plays a postseason game. Super Bowl 51, all we need a yard. Let's do a seven-step drop, strip sack, put the Patriots back in it. You know what I mean? Like, this is right. what happens. Yeah. He doesn't get blown out. I'm still trying to figure out how they didn't win that game. I wish, Mark, I wish when Leonard Fournette scored to tie it at 27, they had gone for two. Because you have a de- deleted off, depleted offensive line. They're beat up. The Rams are rattled. Now, with the way it happened, it might not have made a difference because the Rams went down and kicked the field goal. I would have loved to have seen Arians go for two. Uh, yeah, that – that I mean, to tie it up 27-27 after what you had been through in that game. You had them, though. You had them. They were on the ropes. Finish them. Right. It's, it's like you mentioned, though. Karma is undefeated. And what I mean by that is – Last year, you won a Super Bowl with the depleted Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. offensive line where the Kansas City Chiefs were absolutely, uh, we talked about football hubris. We're like, I don't care if you're giving us eight yards of carry. We're going to win it the way we want to win it. Yeah. And I thought the exact same thing about Bruce Arians and about um, about the Tampa Bay offense with Byron Leftwich. It's like, are you you guys have Leonard Floyd or Leonard uh, Fournette back? You guys are actually running the ball when you hand it off. You're you're grinding it out a little bit. Tom Brady is getting absolutely, you know, just pummeled yeah. by the likes of Vaughn Miller off the yeah. edge and and Leonard Floyd off the edge and and you know and Aaron Donald. Like at at some point you have to mitigate that pass rush and instead you're going. 14 passes in a row. Yeah, I just was like, this is exactly what happened. How you guys yeah. how you guys beat Kansas City just, you know, yeah. just less than a year ago. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So listen, what I loved about the way the games those games played out, the best players for the Chiefs, Kelsey and Mahomes, manufactured that win. And for the Rams, it was Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford on that final drive. Mm. Trust your best players. Use your best players. You either go down or win with your best players being involved. I love that about it. And speaking of karma being undefeated, so now here's the scenario, right? The Rams can do a, something better than the Bucs did last year. The Bucs 
went to the uh, Super Bowl, had a home Super Bowl game, but they had the NFC Championship game on the road. Well, now the Rams have the NFC Championship game at home, and if they win, they're at home for the Super Bowl, second straight year. But the team they got to beat is the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers have beaten the Rams six straight times. Most recently, in week 18 of the 2021 regular season, when the Rams were up 17 to nothing at home and didn't finish them. If they win that game, you know who they're not playing in the NFC Championship game? The 49ers. Because if they win that game, the 49ers do not make the postseason. So karma, once again, is going to be potentially undefeated. They're going to have to beat the team they cannot find a way to beat to get to where they want to be because they couldn't finish their business. This is the ultimate sensei and grasshopper, too, because Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Washington, Sean McVay, his tight ends coach. They worked together forever. Then they both get head coaching jobs down the road, and um, and Sean McVay is finding it very tough to contend with that running game and that Kyle Shanahan offense and obviously the defense that uh, D'Amico Ryans has put on the football field. So I, it's just going to be a great matchup, and I always hear people say it's really hard to beat a team three times a season. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Uh, You've done it. it You've done it. It happens quite often. Right. It it happens quite often. So uh, it's it's a great matchup. And um, I tell you what, man, I couldn't be more excited for it. And I think the Rams, here's the thing. I think the Rams are a more talented football team. They are. I I really do. But um, Are they a better football team? Right? That's the question. Are they a better football team? And we will, and we will see, man. I think that one thing that they can't, the one thing that San Francisco has done is they've taken the greatest strength of the Rams, which is Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, that defense, the premier players they have, and they've mitigated yep. those guys' effectiveness yep. by the way they run the football. Yep. And Kyle is what I just know. Kyle, I've known Kyle since he was fourteen years old. Uh, Kyle is that one dude that will say. Right. Remember the NFC Championship in 2019? Yeah. San Francisco and Green Bay, was that where, where Jimmy Garoppolo had eight throws in that game? Eight. <laughs> yeah, eight of them. Kyle, if I – hey, I'd love to run it 45 times. Yeah. That's Kyle Shanahan, yeah. man. He will do it. I just – this is going to be a great match. Well, listen, we'll, we'll end on this. Championship Sunday is my favorite day of the year. Like, Division Round is my favorite weekend, but it's my favorite day. You have – this is my go-to line. Four teams – Two games, one dream, play for it all. And I think mm-hmm. any competitor hates losing more in the championship game than they do in the Super Bowl. And I say that, you wouldn't know because you've never lost the Super Bowl, you big jerk. But I say that because any competitor wants the opportunity. Like, just give me a chance. I Give me the chance to, to take the brass ring. And if you lose on championship Sunday, right. you were that close to having the opportunity of a lifetime, and it haunts you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm sure that it does. I again, I've never lost on Championship Sunday, so um, you're you're just the worst. Yeah, you are the worst. You are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I love, I love you, you too. All right, we got to bounce. We'll talk to you next week, setting up the Super Bowl, and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Sunday.